Welcome to Tino's Point of View. Um, my first time doing a podcast and, you know, it's pretty interesting, you know, how technology works these days, you know, where you can do your own podcast and right now recording from my <laughs> two year, soon to be two year old bedroom. But, you know, um, just something on my mind about, you know, know the different belief systems that exist in different you know sects of christianity whether it be jehovah witnesses um whether it be mormons um islam um you know five percent nation um i said five percent nations five percenters um moors uh, more science temple um, just the conscious community in general, you know, love for all people, uh, respect all people. Um, but we must come to the conclusion of is what's been recorded in the scriptures true? Is it true or not? So, for some, my grandparents, who I was raised by, my mother's parents, they were Jehovah's Witnesses. And just growing up, you know, I was I didn't grow up a Jehovah's Witness, but, you know, we went sometimes. Me and my cousin acted up so bad one time that, shoot, my grandma was like, well, I ain't, I ain't taking y'all back no, uh, no more or whatever. So I believed in God's sovereignty. He didn't want me to grow up um, becoming a Jehovah's Witness. Me and my cousin was just extra bad. Shout out, Noby. Um, But... Yeah, Jehovah's Witnesses believe that Jesus, Yeshua, his Hebrew um, name, um, um, was Michael the Archangel. And so, like, where do they get that from? So, in the Old Testament, there's a reference saying um, the angel of the Lord. So, whenever you see that, an angel of the Lord in the Old Testament, that's the pre-incarnation of Christ, a pre-incarnation like form of um, Christ. It's not actually an angel, you know. There was just uh, uh, if you study it in its true context, there was a uh, um, Jesus Christ in his uh, pre-incarnate form or whatever. And so, like, where do we go, you know, to like really defend that, like that notion of Jesus is Michael the Archangel? I mean, we always must revert back as Christians now. I'm talking to Christians now. We almost we always must revert back to um the scriptures, right? So so in Hebrews one it says that and again when he brings the firstborn into the world he says, Let all God's angels worship him. Of the angel he says he makes his angels winds and his ministers a flame of fire. But of the Son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and forever. The scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness, hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with all of gladness beyond your companions. And to which angels has he ever said, this verse 13, I sit in my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Oh, And, and check this out. I skipped over, um, um, um. Verse, it says, yeah, verse 3, the latter part of verse 3. 
After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels, much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. For which, for to which of the angels did God ever say, you are my son, today I have begotten you. Or again, I will be like to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he brings the firstborn to the world, he says, as I've already read, let all God's angels worship him. Right? Let all God's angels worship him. So that ref, I mean, that goes to show you that Christ is not in the crowd of angels worshiping. <laughs> They're worshiping him. And so if angels are worshiping another angel who whom Jehovah Witness believe is Jesus, Michael, the archangel, right? That's idolatry committing, I mean, being committed in the face of God. You worship angels in heaven, that ain't flying with God. So that right there, you know, this spells, that breaks up that follow ground that Jehovah Witnesses stand on, that Jesus is Michael the Archangel, because he isn't. <laughs> he isn't Jesus. I mean, he isn't Michael the Archangel, right? No, he's the one true son of God, right? Always must revert back to scriptures. Yeah. So we go to Mormons. Mormons believe that Jesus and Lucifer is spiritual brothers. Right? Where does it say that in scripture? Nowhere. Mormons also believe that they are little gods, right? You know, where do we first hear this at? Um, maybe somewhere around Genesis three, you shall be like God, knowing good and evil. Basically, Satan saying to Eve, Adam, hey, you can distinguish. You can what? Well, no, you can determine what is good, what is evil. You can be like God. You don't have to tell him what's. You don't have to listen to him to see what's good. You don't have to listen to him to determine that which is evil. You didn't know evil until you decided to, right? Yeah. Until they decided to determine that which is evil, that which is good. But that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. But Mormons believe God's right. So we go to Isaiah 44. Mm, flicking through the pages. All right. I guess that's my new favorite word, right? <laughs> um, go to Isaiah 44, verse 6. In the latter part of that verse, it says, I am the first and I am the last. Besides me, there is no God. Besides me, there is no God. We can skip over to ch chapter 45. In Isaiah 45, it says that, in verse 5, I am the Lord, and there is no other besides me. There is no God. God, once again, declared that there is no other God besides me. Pharaoh thought he was God until he came up into the one true living God, until, until he met the one true living God, right? <laughs> Always must revert back to Scripture, not man-made doctrine, because Joseph Smith wrote the um, um, Mormon's version of the Bible. We must always, Christians, talking to you, always come back to the authority of Scripture. 
Right, so we go to um, Islam. Islam said, hey, Jesus, yeah, he lived, yeah, but he wasn't crucified. He wasn't crucified. I don't know exactly what verse, but as I've been studying throughout the years, I don't know exactly what verse it is in the Quran, whether it's surah or something, <laughs> but the Quran confirms that the Holy Bible is the word of God. It, it says that in the Quran. I have to find that for you guys. Um, Google. Google is great. Um, but it must be true sources though. So the Quran confirms that this, the scriptures, the Holy Word of God, the Holy Bible, is the Word of God. Never does the Holy Bible confirm that the Quran is the Holy Word of God. Never, 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 ever, 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 ever. So if the Quran is confirming that the scriptures are the Word of God, the Holy Bible is the Word of God, where do they get the notion that Christ wasn't crucified. Right? Where does that come from? Man-made doctrine. Once again, you must revert back to Scripture. Because Scripture declares that Christ was crucified on a tree. Not the crosses that we see in the world and stuff like that. I mean, not, not it, was, it was a tree. A very evil way of killing people in this Roman um, civilization, right? We always must come back to Scripture because Scripture says that Christ was crucified. Yes, he did. And then you come to five percenters, more science temple. Jesus never existed. Jesus never existed. Never says that in the Bible. Where did they get that from? Because at the Council of Nicaea in 325 AD, that's where that comes about, right? Where they said Christ was created at this Council of Nicaea. That that's when they decided to create this Jesus and um, you know, and and and, and make him, you know, you know, this white. Um, blonde hair, blue-eyed guy, you know. Um, that's where they decided to create him at. But is that what really happened at the Council of Nicaea in 325 AD, right? No, it wasn't. <laughs> what happened at the Council of, three, uh, 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 the Council of Nicaea in 325 AD is this, that once, um, so you had, I think it was, Arius and Eusebius. So get you got a group. You got I think two two or three different groups there, right? And these guys showing up with eyes gauged out, right? Um, hands chopped off because the worst form of persecution upon Christians under Nero had had taken place, I think. And um, um, these guys show up, you know, like real deal wounds being persecuted. 
you know, for being Christians, you know, they used to have like, you know, lions mauling people <laughs> in in these um what is what can I can I say coliseum I would just say like you know gladiator sports and stuff like that so yeah having these people being like mauled to death and burned and everything like that but anyways at the council of Nicaea the argument was has Christ Jesus Yeshua the Messiah Amishiac has he always been, meaning never created, but always existed in eternity's past? Has he always been? Or was he created, not made up like a fairy tale, but was he created like an angel first, right? Like, was he created like us? Was he formed? And then, like, you know, because that comes from, let me see, I think that's Colossians. Let's go to the New, we're going to the New Testament now. Old Testament, New Testament, seal, right? New Testament, Old Testament, reveal, something like that. I don't know. I don't know nothing. Just know a little bit. So we go to Colossians. Where's Colossians 1? Okay, so Colossians 1. So so Arius' argument is this. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together, right? So Arius held this position, his, his, his interpretation of he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. The firstborn of all creation. Arius took that as meaning, yes, he was created, right? But firstborn of all creation means that first one resurrected from the grave. I think if that's in its true context of this, what it's saying. Firstborn over all creation. First one human resurrected from the grave. But I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong about that. But there was Arius' position. The the now I know for a fact that the argument wasn't, hey, we're gonna the Arius saying like, no, no, this is just fake news. You know, no, nah, this is fake news. He, you know, you know, we can't tell these people this. Like he was created, you guys. You know, this is a fake, false story. He was made up. Come on, no, that's not the case. That is not the case. Because what the Second Peter one sixteen says: For we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitness of His Majesty. These are eyewitness accounts. Three different languages, Hebrew, Aramaic, Greek. Over 40 different authors, neither one of them in the same area at the same time, but the scriptures correlate. <laughs> but the scriptures correlate. Oh my gosh. God has sustained his word throughout human history. Right? Yes. Right.
So, and then also, I ain't calling nobody the devil or nothing like that, but he is the father of lies. That's for sure. That's for sure. To keep a hood, you know what I'm saying? Um, That it says that, uh, let me see, where we at now? I think that's second John. All right. It says in second John verse seven, for many deceivers, deceivers have gone out into the world. Those who do not confess the coming of Jesus Christ in the flesh. So if something, so if someone has never come in the flesh, that means that person has never existed, right? If Tino isn't in this flesh, if I've never come in the flesh, you would know me. You know. And also, why if, you know, that, just say things like leprechauns and stuff like that. Right? Or as my granddad would say, me, I used to argue with my grandfather argue about wrestling my grandfather used to say oh my god son you watching this fake old stuff this stuff fake boy look at that fake old blood and stuff like that granddad no you're wrong this is real this is real do you see that blood do you see how hard he hit him with that church boy they practice this stuff all the time they do all this type stuff as i got older i figured i came to the conclusion that wrestling is fake Never once again did I argue with my grandfather. It's fake. I don't want to argue if something is fake. You know, I don't want to debate you anymore if something is fake. So if you don't believe in Jesus, why continue to argue, you know, that like if you believe he's fake, if it's made up, it's a, if it's a mythological story, you know, I know that. Slave owners, you know, they, you know, you took the Bible straight out of context. They looked over verses like love your neighbor. They looked over verses, at, you know, about, you know, about freedom. You know, that's why they didn't want them to read, you know, stuff like that. But uh, or slaves to read and stuff like that. But that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. I can I can go deep into that as well. Um, but if Jesus isn't real, why are you still arguing that, you know, with Christians online, wherever you are, you know, if somebody tried to witness to you in public, you know, why are you still arguing? Like, you know, like just just like you don't have to, you know, um. Defend your position because it's a fairy tale. You don't have to defend fairy. You don't have to argue about fairy tales. I think it. I think it's that men suppress the truth in unrighteousness. That's what it says in Romans one. Men suppresses this truth. They know it's true. 
We are made for more. We are created for more. There's no way that you can look at the sun, the moon, the stars, just the world in general and say that there is no God, that it has to be a creator. And if there's a creator, we must know this creator. Has this creator revealed himself? Has he spoken to us? And yes, he has spoken to us through the scriptures. That's for sure. My main thing is this, that you will still, we all have to die one day. That's guaranteed. Hebrews 9, 27 says that for it is appointed man to die once and after this, the judgment. We can counsel our doctor appointments. We can counsel our um, kids, um, um, recital, tryouts, whatever. We can counsel all type of appointments, put it like that. All type of appointments, we can cancel those. But that one appointment with death, we can't cancel it because it's a point of time for everybody to die once. And then after that, the judgment. And the question is, if you were to die today, where would you actually go? Spend eternity. You can say you don't believe in God, but there's one fact. You will stand before the one true living God one day. You think we just live and die and that's just it? No, 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 no. There will be retribution, my friend. Real deal retribution. And this is the question that you must uh, you must ask. If you stand before God, how would you be represented? Are you going to represent yourself? Well, God, you know, I wasn't a bad person. No, I never killed nobody. You know, I never, you know, I never killed nobody, robbed nobody, doing nothing like that. But have you lied before? Have you stolen anything before? Have you committed adultery before? And not just, you know, it might not even be physical adultery, but Jesus took it a step further because we know we all have a heart issue. It's a heart issue with mankind, the very core of who we are. That we've looked at with lust upon somebody, whether it's uh, what whatever your preference is. <laughs> we've looked with lust. And we've already committed adultery in our hearts. So therefore, if God is to judge us, right, we're breaking his law. Because if we go rob a bank, just just using this illustration, if I go rob a bank with you and we get away with money, we kill somebody, but we get caught, we black. <laughs> you know they throwing the hammer, they throwing the book at us, probably the death penalty. Just this is our first time doing it, you know. I I have a great career, I have a family, you know, I work, you know, as well, but you know, it's this is my first offense, judge. You know. Well, according to the law, I still have to sentence you to life in prison. So what makes you think that God, the righteous judge, is gonna let us off from breaking his law? He's not. But he does have a deal on the table. It's not even a plea deal. It's a, if you look at it, it's really a scandalous deal when you look at it. Scandalous grace. Oh, God is so good. That Jesus, God in the flesh, comes, live the life you couldn't live. He said, I've come to fulfill the law. Not break the law, but I've come to fulfill the law on behalf of you all. 
Jesus never sinned. He that knew no sin became sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. The second Corinthians 521. One of my favorite scriptures. Right. Christ lives the life that we can't live. That's a perfect life. He dies the death we should have died when he was up on the cross. The full wrath of God is being poured out on him that had taken eternity to pour out on the sinner in hell. He 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 he, he uh, consumes that in the um, about six hours. But not only that, he's buried, but he raises from the grave. Basically, he wrote the check when he uh, when he was um, killed. And the check cleared when he raised when he was raised from the um, grave, raised for our justification. So those who repent and believe in this gospel, that those who repent and believe are saved. There's nothing you can do. Church attendance can't save you. Your grandmama can't save you. Your grandma theology can't save you. Tithes, paying tithes won't save you. But if you repent of your sins and put your faith and trust in Jesus, Yeshua, if you put your faith and trust in him, you will be saved, my friend, from the wrath to come. You will be saved from the wrath to come. Because God no longer looks at you. You, but you, you, you It's like you've been adopted into his family. As you're, you're seeing this perfect. A negative billion was in your account before you came to Christ. Now you got 10 plus billion in your account. Rich forever, like Rick Ross say, rich forever, spiritually rich forever. You stand justified in the eyes of God because all of your sins are transferred on Christ and all of his righteousness has been imputed to you. You are seen as perfect in the eyes of God. Now think about all I said in these 25, 26 minutes about, you know, about the different belief systems and stuff like that, you know, willing to talk to anybody on the phone, text messages, whatever. I'm not arguing online anymore about this. Not going to be writing long comments and stuff about this. But if you want to holler, you know, holler back. But this has been Tino's point of view, and it's a biblical worldview. Y'all be good. Grace and peace.